0: And welcome to episode 46 of Outrage Factory, the internet's foremost outrage-related podcast where we take a look at the things that made you angry on the internet and tell you why you're dumb for caring. Uh, As always, I am your host, Derek Bolin, and I am joined today with extra special guest host, noted internet angry person, Brandy Brown. Brandy, say hello. Hello, podcast. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. While Dale's still fucking around off in uh, Serbia or Croatia or wherever he is. He looks like he's having a great
1: time, though. He
0: he looks I want to say that his Facebook pictures make him look like the pastiest white guy on the face of the planet. And it's it's amazing. As a fellow pasty white guy, it makes me feel really great about myself. (laughs)
1: They also kind of make him look like somebody that he would hate to watch on Facebook. So I'm kind of loving that a little bit. Yeah.
0: The irony (laughs) of just like how Dale that is. Yeah. You either uh, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a white tourist on Facebook. Exactly. So the experts say, uh, we're going to take a look at some internet outrage this week. Uh, Let's lead off with, with probably the biggest news. Uh, We, We bought a pipeline in Canada. That's that's a big deal. We did. Yeah. Or I mean, Trudeau did. We technically as the taxpayers, I think we own it. I'm going to make sure that they uh, at least put a plaque with my name somewhere along that pipeline.
1: At this point, I would probably just take the amount of unrefined bitumen that belongs to me because it's probably worth more. Like I could probably drive the kids to school with that.
0: At, at least I don't know if your car's optimized to, to run on unrefined bitumen, bit. but if it is uh, more power to you,
1: well, you know, I could sell it and then somebody else could refine it.
0: But I guess that's the uh, point. So what's your, what's your take on, on pipelines? How how do you, I don't know if you identify as like a radical environmentalist or, or what? I identify
1: as very few things. Um, My take on pipelines <laughs> is that I am a driving asshole. So I don't have a lot to say. So like, I drive my car because transit's bullshit and I am not... Can't confirm. Yeah. And I'm not spending like three hours with my sweaty children on a bus after working and all that stuff. So I drive my car. And so I I understand the necessity for gasoline to run that. And well, like not on a scientific level, but I know that that's what's needed. So it would be hard for me to be like, I'm anti-pipeline. I just think that it would have been like fine enough to entertain this concept of let's make sure that the environment can be protected or like just do the song and dance right just pretend that we're saying that this can be cleaned up we all know it can't but at least just do the lip service show that like you pretend that you care about the coastal waters and then it would have probably just gone through they would have said you know fine we'll clean it up the end then when it spilled they wouldn't and where would we be but it was just that nope we're not looking, and then that's what I think is actually the problem.
0: That we're not looking, and then uh our our premier taking a hard ass stance on being not anti-pipeline necessarily, just like, hey, do your due diligence around the environment. Uh, and then kinder Morgan imposing this weird ass arbitrary end of May deadline that kind of forced everyone's hand, and uh Trudeau stepping in to do his thing and drop what was it like four? 4000000000 dollars Four point five, $4.5, I think.
1: Oh, cool. I mean, Kinder Morgan's not, like, they're not a benevolent organization. They don't give a shit. They were like, look, there's turmoil and we can get out of this and probably make money and save face and these guys are going to screw themselves over which is what they did, right? I mean <laughs> like, I can't even blame Kinder Morgan for that because that was just probably smart business. And Trudeau just did the equivalent of like what I do when the kids are arguing and I have a headache and I'm like, I just don't want to deal with you so I will just figure out how to end it and then something else will start right i'll be like here shut up here are two lollipops but then like someone's got the pink one and they don't have the green one and then there's a different fight but i'm like at least that put initial fight's over so he just changed the fight right
0: yeah he took took the toy away from the two premiers uh and and awarded it to himself instead
1: i mean nobody in their right mind would ever be like want to be seen to care about western canada right like He's not gonna be like, you know what, Alberta? It's time that we paid attention to the British Columbians. Cause that wasn't gonna happen. So he's like, Well, well no, what am I gonna do here? We don't have
0: Oh, it's funny because we don't even have the oil. All we have is the land that they need the oil to flow through. Exactly. That's literally that's the only leg we have to stand on. My favorite thing about this is that uh a pair it was announced today, a pair of executives at Kinder Morgan. Uh, have each been awarded $1.5 million bonuses in connection with the success of the Kinderborne and Pipeline project. So uh, basically, yeah, Trudeau dropped $4.5 billion in taxpayer money to make sure this project happened. And a couple of uh, oil executives got handsomely rewarded, which as a taxpayer, what more could you want? I
1: I don't know. I mean, I spent a lot of time worrying about the oil executives and where their next jet plane's coming from. So I'm glad to hear that they're at least partly on their way there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where. Who will think of the of the poor beleaguered oil executives? Not Lee, apparently. Um, pre- predictably, a lot of people in BC are extremely upset by this. Um, I I think there. I mean, I get it. It's there's this breed of like alarmism around oil in general and pipelines. I personally blame that uh, fucking Saved by the Bell episode <laughs> with the the like duck. And where they found oil at Bayside High.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like, I would blame the Exxon Valdez
0: for that paranoia. Right. But, but sure, right. say by there the so there was that bigger or what uh, was the deep water horizon in, in the Gulf. But this is it. This is an offshore drilling. This is fine. <laughs> OK, well, sure, sure. Different oil, different. Every,
1: it's a whole different thing.
0: Every everything. It's good. It's it's going to be fine. We're going to have, uh, you know. If if the pipeline springs a leak, uh, we can send some of the pores up there to collect oil in like buckets, and they can they can sell it for a pretty profit.
1: Well, there you go. You just became the new premier.
0: Yeah, vote vote me in whenever the fuck the next election is. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't I
1: have actually know. Perpetual election fatigue from being this close to the United States that I can't. It's even
0: yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's there's always something I mean, people like to argue that democracy is such a great fucking thing, but it's it's actually exhausting. At this point, I would much re- prefer uh, some dictator to just step in and be like, you don't have to worry about voting anymore.
1: Yeah, that would also take a lot of your time, like give you a lot of time back because they'd be like, you have to wear these shoes and you have to wear this these clothes and you have to eat this food and then you wouldn't have to think about <laughs> fucking anything anymore. Yeah. Like you just be you'd... oppressed and, and probably like, you know, suffer gravely in other manners. But like not having to decide what to make for dinner would kind of be a bonus.
0: Yeah. You just get your little packs of uh, Soylent Green or whatever and, and call it a day.
1: Oh, my God. Did you ever watch? Oh, see that guy that tried the Soylent and the experience that he went through?
0: the soylent like the actual soylent the 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 Silicon Valley product yeah yeah no
1: (laughs) there's a whole guy you should check his blog out I've gone ten gentle now but he tries it for 30 days and he goes through like the experience and what happens to his body and it's like so entertaining (laughs) like he almost doesn't make it the whole 30 days he literally almost dies like 15 days in or something but he's committed to it it's amazing I'll
0: find it it, are the effects better or worse than uh, Super Size Me with Morgan Spurlock?
1: I think they're worse. I think they're actually worse. I think it does some weirder things. And it's just because yeah. you're not chewing and stuff. Also, there's like some psychology there when you're not actually consuming food. Is that yeah, for yeah. real? <laughs> there's the whole thing. I'll have to find oh. it. and um, send it to you. And then...
0: Okay. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please do. And, and fellow podcast listeners, check that out.
1: All right. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a tangent there.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you've ever listened to our podcast before, but it actually ends up being like 90% tangents and 10% what the fuck we intended. It to does.
1: Talk about, I don't so. ever because you guys get into all these movies and all of this pop culture stuff that like I was not born in the 80s as a boy. I was born in the 80s as a girl. Oh, and so like girl. when you start talking my little ponies and all those things, I get it. But there's a lot of things you guys talk about that are just not so much for me.
0: Yeah, we don't we don't talk about my have we ever mentioned my little ponies? there has She's definitely been some
1: brony conversation <laughs> on at least two of the podcasts I've listened to. So bronies, my little ponies. I'm have they're related. To, uh, Do you even know you don't know, yeah, you don't know what you even talked about on this podcast before? I guess.
0: Oh, I have. I couldn't tell you as soon as we're done recording this. I'm I'm not going to be able to tell you what we discussed this episode. So thank God yeah it's it's for the best uh moving on some heartwarming news from the u.s uh a nine-year-old boy started a lemonade stand uh and uh ended up moving six thousand dollars worth of uh, worth of products uh, little boy made made six grand. the The downside is that it was to pay for his brother, who was diagnosed with like a terminal medical condition. Uh, was to pay for his medical bills. Oh, that's lovely. It it, it is. I mean, it shows you that the lemonade stand is still a viable business. Uh, in the the age of the app.
1: Yeah, so like 6,000 lemonades. That poor kid had to hawk 6,000 lemonades or whatever. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine that you're charging too much for a lemonade.
0: I, I personally would not pay more than like a a dollar
1: yeah but if you start pulling in like brother surgery stories like you
0: gotta market that properly he could probably get five bucks a lemonade but even still yeah even even then that's that would have to be some good ass like if i pay five dollars for a lemonade i don't care if there's a sick brother involved if that's some bad lemonade you're getting a, a fucking one star yelp review like that's that's one it.
1: star yelp review no kidney for you Welcome to America. Do not buy this
0: shitty lemonade. Um, Uh, Nine-year-old South Carolina boy selling lemonade to help a sick baby. Oh, sick baby, brother. That's, yeah. Uh, Andrew Emery wants to help his parents pay for the medical bills for his little brother, Dylan. The infant suffers from crab disease, a rare and often lethal neurological condition. Uh, On Saturday, Emery spent two hours at a used truck dealership. Holy shit. Uh, I have so many questions. Six grand. six grand in two hours that's that's decent maybe you should just become a doctor
1: like he just cracked the code imagine being able to make six thousand dollars in two hours
0: yeah be the lemonade start some holistic lemonade doctor fucking practice and uh yeah six six grand to heal whatever a kidney something else i
1: don't think it's kidney related i just said that earlier but now that's good though someone will give us someone will correct us on what it is um yeah that's quite the story. Um Oh he also held a benefits concert
0: and created a GoFundMe page. Ooh. That's I love how like so the healthcare has been replaced in the United States by GoFundMe which is the most fucking ridiculous thing I could possibly imagine. So what imagine. I can
1: never understand about this thing that goes on and i mean it happens in canada to a degree like but this funding for health care this go fund me for health care where do these people continually get funded because i like for instance like i see you know maybe three to five a week because of the amount of people that i have on facebook from my blogging days and stuff on uh, like shares not personal ones but ones of people that they know if i was to give to every single one of those then the next person that needed one would be me
0: And the funny thing is that everyone's all like, oh, don't raise our taxes because we don't want to pay money to the government to get single payer health care. But you probably end up paying an order of magnitude more than that uh, just to support your shitty, sick friends and family, uh, as well as your own shitty, sick. Yeah, it's like
1: just chipping away fifty dollars at a time to it's got to cost people like thousands of dollars in a year to do this. And then they're going to turn around and have to do the same thing when something happens to them yes and then and then and then it's the perfect system that's the American dream it is and then they say well fuck socialism and I'm like okay cool (laughs) my nine-year-old spent three hours at the swimming pool yesterday and tried to see if she could go down the slide 150 times so that she didn't raise $6,000 but her sister doesn't have a neurological disease that needs to be treated by a GoFundMe page so like I'm that's cool the kid's got some spirit and I appreciate that but like maybe he could not have to do that
0: yeah but who's who's really who's really winning here the kid who made six grand or your kid who acted like a child and got to enjoy her childhood
1: my kid is definitely winning that equation
0: okay yeah no that's 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 probably true
1: but yeah i just it's just it's mind-blowing that people can then be like well that's that's a sustainable system that seems fine it seems okay that everybody on my facebook is begging me for
0: their life at five dollars at a time that's that's cool yeah it's, it's it's totally real this way you ensure that there are no freeloaders taking advantage of the system uh because no one has ever made a gofundme for a fake cause before and then just collected the money from definitely
1: that. not and then like do you think that people who make gofundmes to collect for fake causes or even real causes like check their friends out and they're like well this guy only gave me 10 bucks but that guy gave me 55 dollars so then like they rate their friends based on who gives them more healthcare money
0: i would 100 percent do that right yeah. of course I'm you d- would like yeah because it does give the option to leave a name or donate anonymously which you know is only used by the people who are too fucking cheap to make a good donation
1: right exactly Because anybody else, like, no one's just doing it because they're so sweet and kind. They're like, I want my name to scroll by and be like, that guy, Derek Bullen, left $50. What a great
0: dude. What a generous and upstanding human being. Uh, When he inevitably does something fucking stupid and, like, punches a hole in his body, uh, I will definitely donate $50 back to him.
1: I will donate $50 to watch you try to punch a hole in your body because that sounds
0: awesome i am uh, okay i'm making note of this i'm <laughs> gonna remember this one thing from our podcast episode and if i ever fall on hard times i will absolutely take you up on that
1: okay well we'll see what happens it's, I it's,
0: give, give it a month i'll be like okay i'm ready to televise punching a hole in my own body all right july 4th 4th of july we'll use fireworks. let's do it oh my god <laughs> That's a conti-
1: uh, that's an entirely different podcast.
0: Well, now I think maybe we should start to go find me to see how much we can donate because there's a lot of people who dislike me on the Internet. I haven't made a lot of friends on I the think Internet lately. All of them. Yes. Apparently, I'm a closet racist. Uh, well, not. Clo- I guess I'm out hey, of the me closet. Too. Now. Yeah. I, I noticed you also took some heat for agreeing with me, which was. I know. The dumbest I thing you could possibly do. I know.
1: I know I take a lot of heat for agreeing with you but what people don't understand unfortunately because I think they like me or think I'm somebody else for some reason but it's like I just unfortunately like I just happen to agree with you and that hurts me just as much as it hurts them
0: but it's like I'm not doing
1: it to make you feel better trust
0: me no I don't I definitely do not believe that you're going out of the the way to uh, to agree with me on anything definitely not wow that's thanks and and to
1: be fair when i do listen to the podcast most of the time i i'm also agreeing with dale and then when he when he gets you i'm like well yeah you deserve that one walked right into it so
0: no what that's not no you're not listening to the podcast correctly if you ever (laughs) agree with dale (laughs) like
1: i'm driving around this hellhole of a city trying to get from a to b and shaking my fist at you guys that's how you're supposed to listen to it right
0: uh, the, yeah, I think that's how most people do it or on transit shaking their fist yeah. at us. So but this is not like a float house podcast. I'm not going to get Either. my Zen on by listening to this. <laughs> well, are you saying our voices, <laughs> Dale and I shrilly arguing about things is not uh, a Zen experience for you?
1: No, especially when I'm like, check your fucking facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just... Although I have to say, I appreciate uh, in keeping a can that when you appeared on this podcast, you also did not bother to do any research. So,
1: well, I didn't have any topics like that's the problem. You guys are like, we're going to do this podcast in 45 minutes. Anyone want to talk? There isn't a lot of
0: time to Research. Yes. And that's also why uh, we end up going on tangents for 90% of it because we fall back on the things we actually do know, which ends up being a bunch of 80s pop culture and like shitty bro movies that no one else has ever seen. You guys really do know a lot of that stuff. Yeah. That was how, well, I spent uh, probably like. 15 years of my life as a pothead so there was definitely a lot of uh shitty movies and music and tv consumed in that time
1: yeah i mean i'm a current pothead and i don't have any time for that that's like <laughs> i don't know i did it i did it the wrong way around i guess i was productive as a teenager and now i'm yeah. not so much well
0: you're also you're you're one of those high functioning potheads I am. you like yeah. get things accomplished i really do just sitting on your couch it's I disgusting do. i know it's a problem it, it disgusts me i'm angry about it that's okay okay i guess it fits in the the general theme of the uh (laughs) the podcast we got going here uh i think we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back uh to discuss uh something near and dear to brandy's heart uh which is the the vancouver rich person tax that was recently recently implemented Uh, yeah that's my favorite topic I know. Uh, we'll be back right after this break to discuss more dumb, angry shit. And he me close, mother's only son. I feel like-
1: and we're back. That's that's <laughs> how I hear Dale's creepy was, reintro in my
0: head. That was exceptionally well done. I'm very uh, sorry, Dale. Dale, you've been <laughs> replaced. I I hate that you had to find out this way, but I found someone with a creepier voice than you to bring us back from the break. Go figure. Uh, Brandy. Yes. Let's talk school tax.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, my favorite.
0: Uh, so in Vancouver, I don't know if it, do you want to give us the rundown on this? Cause I know very little facts except rich people are super angry.
1: Yes. Rich people are super angry. Uh, they usually are for some reason. So in Vancouver, uh, unless you've lived under a rock for a really long time, we have been, uh, suffering from, uh, a housing crisis. And so there's a plethora of things. We have a homelessness crisis, we have uh drug epidemics and we also just have this, huge income disparity and this weird you know it definitely has nothing to do with all of the houses that are being speculated and flipped and and all that stuff because we're not allowed to say that but anyways we have are one Are you a realtor?
0: S- I think I think we're allowed to say that. Yeah. I mean well, you personally are allowed to say that. <laughs>
1: So in Vancouver, we have two sides of the city. One side is the west side, and it has been affluent always, I think. And over the years, it has just run away. So uh, I live over here. I rent a place. It costs me $3,400 a month to rent a 1,600-square-foot, three-bedroom where I don't even have a door. So that's Jesus what happens. Uh, and so I see a lot of it. So we, the houses are in here. Like, you drive around. That one's for sale. What do you think it costs? Game. Three to five million is average, but a lot of them are like 12, 15, 20, 30, 50 million in this area. And so even on the other side of the city where it's cheap, cheap housing, cheaper housing, you're looking at, you know, one to two million dollars sort of at the minimum and even for a lot with a teardown house. So it's part of the uh, so also the city of Vancouver has been complicit in creating this situation, I believe, over the last decade or probably more. Um, more so the BC liberals than the actual sort of Vancouver city government, but, you know, lots of developers have profited and lots of things have gone on. So it's runaway. No one can afford to live here. People can't like restaurants can't hire people because no, you know, you've got six servers trying to share a one bedroom and then they just quit and they move away because that's what's happening and it's happening to all the industries. So the city's like, okay, we better, you know, pretend like we're going to do something about this. So they attempted to or they are attempting to and it's actually the attorney general that has put this out um, attempting to put a tax on homes that are worth more than three million dollars as a surplus to the property tax. So Vancouver already by sort of if you normalize the data apparently we pay the lowest in property taxes. There's lots of like, reasons. Hey,
0: we we pay less than Saskatoon for for property taxes.
1: And I mean there's like people are go like, yeah, but we have different gas taxes and blah blah blah. But it's it's ridiculous. Like we live in Vancouver and they live in Saskatoon. Like we should probably yeah. pay more taxes.
0: That, like, that's all you need to know.
1: <laughs> that's just the thing. Anyhow, so Unfortunately, they called it a school tax. It's not even really necessarily for schools. But the problem is we have a seismic problem because we also live, you know, on a giant fault line and we're about to be sucked out into the ocean at any given moment. And we'd like our schools to be, you know, seismically upgraded so that they get sucked out to the ocean as a whole, as opposed to in pieces. So they're trying to raise extra money. And as part of that, they've tried to impose this 3%. So it's a three. No, sorry. It's a point. 0.3 Two percent point three percent
0: yeah
1: yeah we should have looked that up <laughs> so it's like it's a sm- <laughs> if your house is worth between three and four million it's like 0.02 percent and then everything over four million i think it's 0.3 percent or whatever anyhow the people are losing their f- minds and have all forgot how to do math apparently So you have a bunch of very wealthy people on the West side screaming that they are not going to be able to now afford their $15 million house because now there's a $30,000 tax that's being added to them and they are hardworking middle-class citizens and they cannot afford it. I would love to meet a middle-class citizen that lives in a $15 million house (laughs) <laughs> it's just obscene. Like, I'm sorry, if you live in a $15 million house, I feel like that your equivalent, your $30,000 is equivalent to like my $300. And if I yeah. couldn't scrape together $300 in a year, like I have bigger fucking problems. And so
0: that- like, I that I don't understand who these people are, who like they're so house poor that they're living in a $15 million house, but they can't like uh, an additional $30,000 a year would like sell the fucking house. If that's the problem. And
1: yeah. So the famous line from all the people that have owned houses in Vancouver through all this housing crisis has been, if you don't like it, move, move. And so, you know what, (laughs) if you don't like it, move. And you know, there's like, what about the seniors? Someone think of the retirees on their fixed income. Like, yeah, they can defer those taxes, Perpetually and pay them on sale of their home, whether that's when they decide they have to move or when they, or when die, they die and their p- kids or people. Sh- and then they're like, well, I want that money for my grandparents or my grandkids. And it's like, okay, I would like actual money for my actual children that are here right now. Also, my, yeah. my, also, my grandparents did not give me one fucking dollar. So let's no. not worry about saving for your grandkids because... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your grandkids are gonna be assholes because they had some dipshit grandparent who refused to sell a fifty million dollar home, uh, so that they could live in luxury well, while they wasted away.
1: And even if we go down to the three million dollar home, right? So you get the story of, well, like this little home has been in our family for generations and we built it hand brick by brick, and we've raised all <laughs> our children here and and now you're asking for two thousand dollars more per year to me for me to live in the most expensive housing market in North America in the most beautiful city in the world. I'm sorry. If you do not have $2,000 of disposable income, you should not own a fucking house. Like I owned a house for one year. And in that year, my roof went for like $7,500. My furnace boiler thing cost me like 11 grand. And my hot water tank cost me, I don't know, $1,800. That was in the first year. You're telling me you're living in this heritage home that you fucking hand built in the fifties, but you don't have $2,000 in case the shingles roll off your roof. Like, (laughs) You've got to they
0: just every every time something goes wrong, they just refinance the home. Like, and uh, yeah,
1: no, they're unlike they're most of them are mortgage free. Like if you've had one of these houses for 70 years or 50 years in your family, you're mortgage free. Like it's just it's at the end of the day, it's I have mine. I got where I need to be and I don't need to help anybody else. And that's basically how you sum up the earth at this point in time. But it's 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 insane. Like I, I live in the middle of it and I drive by this one house. And it doesn't have anyone living in it. It's only like two years old. And that guy had the most giant plastic, you know, mass produced signs. You're ripping my home from middle class families. I'm like, let a middle class family live here and we wouldn't have this problem. But it's fucking empty. It's $12 million glass rock on a corner that no one sits in.
0: And that's the thing. thing they're saying because property taxes are so historically low that a lot of people just park their money in Vancouver real estate. No one ever lives in the homes. Uh, These people enjoy like a historically low tax rate and it actually contributes to uh, to the the uh, housing crisis in Vancouver.
1: And, you know, when you don't have income and you can't you can prove that you don't have income. Not only are you living in one of these giant houses and and benefiting from low property taxes, you're also getting social services that lots of us don't get access to because we make too much darn money. And it's like. This is stuff that, you know, like there are are stories and stories and stories like, oh, this $7 million home is owned by a homemaker and her student son who claimed $13,000 worth of income last year and are therefore eligible for every single government subsidy, every program, everything ever. And they're in a $7 million
0: home on the West side. And they're crazy wealthy. I mean, because they're rich, they're going to find a way around this. Like they'll find some uh, extremely friendly home appraiser who will suddenly uh, value all their property at $1 and they won't have to pay taxes on it. Great.
1: That will help our property values, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't care which way it happens. And, you know, people go, like, aren't you like, cause I'm always like, fucking crash it, burn it down. I don't give a shit. It's not going to do it. Like, I'm already like, I'm never going to own a house here again.
0: And I'm bitter as hell about that. So burn it. But, well, yeah, here's the so we own a shitty, uh, like a dumpster fire of a place out in Coquitlam. And uh, it's pretty much doubled in value in the two years we've had it. And we keep being like, hey, we should sell this place. But if we do, we're fucked. We can't afford to buy another no. place. That's that's how crazy the housing market So I would I would definitely be happy to watch the crossing, uh, housing market crash. And, and market. then
1: people go like, "Oh, but don't like what about all your friends? Don't you worry about them?" I don't, because my friends are generally not idiots and the people that I know that do own in Vancouver own within their means. They can handle like a change in that in the value of their home. Like the people who will get screwed when the market crashes are the people who maxed every possible line of credit and maxed everything out to get their down payment and 1% interest rate change will kill them. And so it's like, yeah, you know what? That was stupid. And so
0: those people probably shouldn't have owned a home in well, the first place. The like you, we literally just saw this play out what 10 years ago in the States where you had, yeah, all these do people you remember do the Arizona?
1: Thing. Cause it's still happening. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. So, I mean, I, we have friends that have recently bought or have bought in the last few years, but those are people who plan to stay in those homes. Who bought, you know, when the bank said, "Oh, you can afford 1.2 million, they were like, "Cool, I will buy something for seven hundred thousand because that's how you <laughs> don't fuck yourself." And so, otherwise, like, I don't even care. It's just so disheartening in this town, right? It's like everyone wants to just fight to hold on to their. Giant mansion, so that what they can sit there, like who the fuck do they think is gonna make their latte when there's nobody here to steam the milk? Like,
0: well, it's amazing these seeing these people uh, clutching their pearls when there's they live in a city of three million people watching watching these millionaires cry about these properties. Like, you're not getting any fucking sympathy from me or anyone else with a brain.
1: No, and I mean I've I have friends that it impacts, and I've almost seen zero of them say anything. You like really that negative? It's the it's the super extra rich ones. That's the best part. It's the like, well, I live in a seventy eight million dollar house. Or so what's the guy Chip Wilson from Lululemon?
0: Oh fuck Lululemon! And he's yeah. like,
1: oh, it's gonna cost me three hundred thousand dollars. Like you live in a seventy eight million dollar house. I do, you are the heir to the Lululemon fortune there is i don't fucking care like are you just flaunting your wealth at this point because what do you think anyone's going to be like yeah darn and i just let my 17th roommate back in after he lost his key like no
0: yeah i'm so sorry sorry that the guy who got ousted from his own company for saying fat people shouldn't wear his clothes can't afford the tax bill on his house what a fucking tragedy that guy's got a rough life uh, although it does look like Chip Wilson's boy, uh, is going to be likely elected the next mayor of Vancouver, oh, God. uh, as yeah, one of, one of his buddies scored the MPA nomination, uh, yesterday, I believe. And yeah, it's that what so. a, another election what coming up to get excited about Oh, Gregor's going to go. Yes. Our favorite mayor That's, to hate. It's we, I I don't know. I, I've always kind of.
1: I like him. I think I I, I like him. I even like that they call him Moonbeam. I think he's funny.
0: I like. I like like that he's. uh, Isn't he dating like some like twenty-year-old Asian pop singer? They broke
1: up, Derek, like Uh, eight to twelve months ago.
0: uh, Sorry, I'm not on top of my uh, Vancouver Uh, mayor news, but you don't follow. All right, right, well, that's one more thing to hate about him. (laughs) I don't. I'm. Uh, I only show up on Twitter to get shouted at by angry people. And then I tuck my tail between my legs and go you and hide for a do couple of not. Weeks. You're full of shit. <laughs> well, uh, that's been my uh, that's been my M.O. lately. Uh, OK, well, that's Brandy's take on the Vancouver housing market, a topic which I'm I'm aware we'll just have you as a like outside commenter every time there's news about Vancouver housing. I'm going to be like, let's get Brandy on yeah. the shit. I'll get just come tar- on
1: the podcast and yell randomly about it and then just pop right off me. You won't even hardly
0: know I'm there. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And then Dale and I will start discussing some obscure fucking like 80s. it Perfect. Uh exciting. So tariffs trade trade speaking of taxes <laughs> speaking of te-
1: that yeah Our, your, <laughs> so it's dale that has the segue game is that what we're also learning right now because we have not had a good segue it's, this entire time
0: no, normally, norm, It's uh, you know, we we share the duties, but it's easier when you're sitting in a room with a person and you yes, can well, like the, the, take cues the invite them.
1: to to join you in your sweaty living room just didn't really coax me over there on a Sunday afternoon.
0: It's yeah, also no, I no, it's feel like great. I, I probably thought that.
1: you put on a list somewhere just that statement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sweaty. Well, no one knew about it until you. Loudly well, no, I know that's why on, I'm te- that's podcast, why I'm saying it now recording. so that I can see <laughs> what those lists are. Great, you know, thanks. Thank you so much, Brandy, our our once and only guest host. <laughs> no one was invited on after this. Well, you know. Do you want to talk we about, might about as the well. tears? Okay, while we're here, uh, Trump doing, doing Trumpy tra- things, starting a trade war with Canada.
1: Yeah, that's just the weirdest. Uh, well, yeah, I mean the fact that he did it isn't weird because nothing that hap I mean nothing that he does is even alarming anymore. Because I'm just like, oh yeah. I, I I don't know, like, Oops. I don't I, I really, like, I, I don't even want to say this because it concerns me, but, like, I don't know
0: what he could do that would have me being like, oh my God, at this point Honestly, honestly think of what Trump would actually have to do to, to shock you at this point At
1: this point, the only thing that Trump could ever do to shock me would be, like, get some self-awareness or take accountability or just, like, understand what a government
0: is Or exhibit any, any positive trait at all
1: I mean, he's got to just, like, he's like a meat puppet. Like, he's, there's not, there's, he can't be a real, like, human flesh, like, being like the rest of us. There's something. Like if alien, like if his skin melted off and an alien came out, I'd be like, "Well, that makes the most sense of that, anything that's happened in the last the
0: like year thing. and a half or two. Yeah, I'm. I'm just bracing myself for when the man somehow fucking gets reelected uh, in in 2020.
1: Oh, absolutely! That's absolutely happening.
0: Yeah, because you you know he's, he speaks to middle America, which is full of crazy people with I prescription mean, pill problems.
1: The only thing about that is like at least they'll start replacing the water with Gatorade and then <laughs> like that just seemed like it would be cool to see anyways it, and i don't it have to live there it is what plants crave like i don't live there so it's fine like i don't want my water replaced with gatorade cuz that shit sucks but it would be funny to see
0: it's uh yeah G- gatorade has surprising longevity there's still people out there who believes that that's a, a serviceable uh health beverage uh yeah people believe all sorts of shit though
1: Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That like that Trump would make a an appropriate American president, but here we yeah. are. We're
0: gonna believe so it now, twice.
1: So, uh, so yeah, he has imposed these tariffs. Like, what is it, twenty five percent import duties on steel, and a ten percent on aluminum. And originally, originally, Canada, Mexico, and the European Union were like not; they were not. They were exempt. To, it was it was specifically
0: exempt. meant to target China. Was, right was how it was explained to us.
1: But now he's just changed his mind because I don't know Melania disappeared, so he had to do something to <laughs> to dif- <laughs> to distract everybody from where that poor woman has gone and run to. But. Um, So this just seems like a ridiculous thing. And I, you know, my, my political and sort of trade knowledge is very limited. But when I look at the things on the internet, like the maps, and who imports what to where, like, it doesn't really seem like it's going to do anything good for anybody.
0: No, this is definitely something it's going to fuck American like the, the average American is going to end up paying more for uh, locally produced steel uh, and steel items. So they're, they're going to that's going to hit them in their pocketbook. It's going to fuck over Canadian steel industry. Um, it's going to, you know, erode diplomatic ties with countries that you've had great trade relations with for for decades, centuries decades uh, forever as long as we've Ever. been a thing <laughs> yeah um <laughs> like there there literally no win- you can ostensibly say that the american steel uh industry is, is going to benefit from this but they won't because people will be buying fewer steel goods from them because of the increased cost uh i just i don't know who comes out of this
1: no and i mean so i read something and it was like They said if, because, so, because so much Canadian steel is used in U.S. national defense equipment, Trump as the ultimate, like, na-na-na-na-boo-boo, like, he said (laughs) that if the U.S. steel and aluminum, like, manufacturers can't keep up with production and create enough steel and aluminum to build their own national security devices or whatever, that that makes... Canada, as the person who produces that material, that's what makes us a national security threat. And so, like, it's like that spite the nose, spite the face, to cut cut off the nose, to spite the face, like,
0: cut cut, cut off the face, to spite the, the entire face is what's happening. Right.
1: Like, and so basically, he said, if you guys can't meet this demand, then we're screwed. So, meet it. But if they can't meet the demand now, And the demand increases because there's no more imports. I know he magically thinks like a new warehouse or whatever industry will just pop up, but I don't think it works that way.
0: I don't know how this guy was elected on his business acumen because he has like zero understanding of anything.
1: No, he was like elected by a bunch of potatoes with thumbs like they just were like, I'm going to go in, push the big red button. I don't care what it means. Take my liver like my kid will get a kidney a lemonade stand for it. That's that's the, the fact that those people exist in enough numbers is why everything, basically.
0: It's insane to me that there are so many people in the U.S. that have just bought into the bullshit of the American dream and like the America being the greatest nation, blah, 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 that uh they're they're willing to elect this dipshit and that they're willing to like continually overlook things like oh i have to beg for cash on the internet every time i get sick uh or i have this dipshit just like costing me thousands of extra dollars a year indirectly because of his shitty trade policies i'm always
1: baffled just by the greatest country on earth like okay says who like just cuz you say that does not actually make it true and I just always kind of wondered, like, that was a good marketing. It's like almost as good as, like, why diamonds are popular. It's just like, <laughs> we're the greatest. We're just going to say it so many fucking times that everyone goes, oh my God, okay, you're the greatest. Just shut up. Like, that's just.
0: Yeah. Although the, the people in the country actually fucking believe it. Everyone outside of it is like, okay, we'll just, like, humor them. Uh, well, and it's. Like, they're
1: so messed up because i have many american friends and i love them all and they're not insane but i have some people that i have come across over the years work and all the different things that i have seen some things that they have said that just like no sane person should be able to form thoughts like that and here they are just like i'm gonna just wear a shirt that says it like okay cool bye and they're like
0: they're they're you know i know a lot of people in the states who are like reasonably successful and otherwise intelligent and just like they are fucking morons when it comes to their perception of the country they live in
1: yeah i mean sometimes i think that's just you just drinking the kool-aid or whatever you live there what are you gonna do right like you kind of have to just toe the line i guess to some degree but i mean a lot of the people that i talk to just they know how crazy it is but i don't you know, they still sometimes it's funny because I'll be talking to, you know, people from the States and they'll say, Yeah, Canada's better at this or this, that, and the other, but I still want to, you know, I, I still prefer it the American way. And it's like, But the American way is, it's right in some cases, but not unilaterally. Like there's not, there's different ways to do
0: things. But yeah, I'd say the number of ways in which it is the right way is rapidly dwindling, yeah, Like particularly around how they treat their citizens. Yeah. yeah.
1: When I was like a teenage girl, I lived on a border town. I grew up on a border town and all I wanted to do was go to the States because they had like better gum and more slurpy flavors and cheaper jeans and now fast food yeah and now i'm like oh okay like i still want to go to target but otherwise <laughs> it's like there's lots of
0: which we could do here in canada until they oh that, that up. was a that was just zellers with a target
1: label on it that was not fucking target uh,
0: Nah, it was target to me i saw the target on the sign well you were that a, was, that was good enough a weak man <laughs> it's in more ways than one <laughs> do you want to talk about the uh the retaliation canada's retaliation i really do
1: because i can't i'm still laughing about this so in just looking up uh this this tariff war uh, i mean because trudeau has like basically just applied the same tariffs right back and so it's dollar for dollar gonna screw you gonna screw us but and you know that could be seen as like a toddlery thing but i just thought it was pretty clever because really he didn't do anything that Trump didn't do, so what are you going to say? However, I was reading into this a bit further and I I found uh, a thing that said there's additional tariffs on things such as toilet paper to orange juice to playing cards to ballpoint pens, which is funny enough. But where Trudeau really wins my heart back after the whole Kinder Morgan pipeline thing is where he just throws this shade. And I'm just going to read this. Trudeau said the goods Canada picked are those that can be easily sourced from domestic or other international suppliers. However, they also target exports from states of significant American political leaders, such as gherkins and yogurt from house speaker, Paul Ryan's home state of Wisconsin, and bourbon from senator senate leader mitch mcconnell state of kentucky and now i can just picture all these tiny little pickles with taxes on them and i cannot stop laughing and everyone loves a gherkin and if i have to pay more for those i'm going to be super bummed
0: because i I always assume gherkins just came from britain because it's such a british british name like what uh,
1: yeah i mean i just didn't really assume they came from anywhere i just sort of thought they were like pickle rejects <laughs> they just, they, just they appeared they like they're like in. capers like i don't know where that came from but i'm gonna put it on stuff
0: the uh, capers are actually the like the the shit they sweep off the floor in pickle, pickle and fenders. i'm okay with that. like the the bits that don't make it into the That's jars. Cool. I would like to say it's super poetic that that one of Paul Ryan's home state's major exports is tiny, pickles. tiny
1: pickles. That is
0: because of his that's a dick. That's that's a commentary on the size of his penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't I don't think you're allowed to say penis to me now, right?
0: i don't know we're in like a me too too, world me me too sorry uh well i'm gonna edit that i'll edit it out
1: okay well there you go yeah you want to keep the lists (laughs) that you were added
0: to down (laughs) yeah apparently you already got me on one this episode let's uh let's keep the quota there could be more you never know yeah i i eagerly await (laughs) uh anything else you'd like to cover
1: no, I feel like I'm just disappointed. All your outragey people, because they were like, "She's gonna have so much rage," but like, I have rage in like a nice way. That's how
0: I don't get you punched in the remarkably, face. Remarkably, you were remarkably calm this entire episode. I got, I gotta say, it was kind of a disappointment. I was like, I'm just gonna set Brandy off. Uh, well, that didn't. Matter. You
1: know what? I need a little more time to like know <laughs> what I'm getting enraged about. And, you know, also I'm having like an allergy attack in my whole face and I feel like my head's in a jar and it's really
0: throwing me off. So that's not helping. Either. Is this like, like, like hay fever allergies or like an allergic reaction to uh, something no, in your $3,600 it, rental? It's,
1: it's hay fever, which was like, I got rid of it when I got pregnant. I, all my allergies went away and then only some of them came back. But now this year they've decided to all come back. So that's uh, kind of bullshit, but not enough bullshit to yeah, have a whole baby. So.
0: You, yeah, you can get rid of allergies by becoming pregnant. I can, apparently, because that's a superpower. Yeah,
1: it's a weird thing. I cannot eat apples, but when I'm pregnant or breastfeeding, I can eat them by the dozen. But I cannot eat them otherwise.
0: <laughs> do, do you? I do. I ate, Did you, I ate. Was there ever a time where you would just sit down and crush like 12 apples end to end?
1: Yeah. So the reason that I figured out that I wasn't allergic to apples when I was pregnant was that when I was about 12 weeks pregnant with Everly, Andrew and I went to San Francisco and we were in Alcatraz. And I don't know how to be pregnant, so I bring fucking food or anything. And I get on this boat and we go, you know, to Alcatraz, we do this tour. So now we're waiting for the boat to take us back to San Francisco. And a woman in front of me is eating this apple. And I looked at Andrew and I'm like, if you do not get me away from this woman, I'm going to punch her in the face and take that apple. Like, I need to eat this apple. And he's like, okay, that seems like a really bad idea. So we moved away from the lady. But then as soon as we have the boat, I'm like, I don't care, I'm eating one. Like, Because all it does is like make my mouth really itchy.
0: super itchy itchy. yeah i got this and so i was like i
1: have to do this and so i just bought an apple and ate it and then i was like well holy shit i'm not allergic and then i ate at least one apple every single day for the remainder of my pregnancy and all through breastfeeding and then the minute that kid weaned i went i'm like i'm gonna eat an apple and it was like no you are fucking not
0: (laughs) and then when
1: i got pregnant with nola i'm like well let's try this and Damn, I was not allergic again, and then this exact same thing. So
0: that's the human body is a miraculous, it's a disgusting thing.
1: and miraculous thing. <laughs> yeah, mostly mostly disgusting. disgusting. Anyways, that was a uh, super uh, tangent.
0: That, no, that was a great. That was that was some quality content. That's what the people tuned Perfect. in for. Just wait until we start our parenting contest, and we'll just have a vehicle for Uh, these stories. Sorry, did you say
1: parenting contest? Because that sounds way more fun.
0: (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I can win that one. I've already lost that one. (laughs) Yes, it's the no contest podcast.
1: (laughs) Yes, we'll definitely do that. I can. We can talk parent shit all day long.
0: We yeah we absolutely and let's now that we have the means to do so let's actually make that thing happen and then dale can get uh more hurt with me regularly because i'm working on a podcast with you all the time
1: awesome well any way to make dale more butthurt is good with me so let's do it
0: it's what i live for all right all right well, uh well Mega thanks to uh, special guest Brandi Brown for coming on this week's episode of Outrage Factory. You can find her. Can I share yes, your Twitter can. handle? All right, you can find her on Twitter at uh, Ms Ms You Do yep. You M S M S. Y-O-U-D-O-Y-O-U. As always, I am Derek Bolin. My Twitter handle is Herder. I'm back on Twitter temporarily until I piss people off again. So you can tweet me there. Uh, You can tweet me and Dale at Outrage Factor (laughs) or Outrage Fact Pod. Yep, yep, that's I should know this by now. Uh, You can like us on Facebook, shoot us a review on iTunes uh, or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And if you enjoyed our guest hosts this week, feel free to shoot us a tweet or a message letting us know and we will get her back on as soon as possible. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Uh, I will. uh, Okay. do you do you want to do the catchphrase?
1: Uh, No, because I don't remember it. I'd always sort of zone out by this point.
0: You've you, you you have never listened to the end of one of our this is what I learned about. Uh, you. Today.
1: No, I listen to it because I always hear whatever random song you shove at the end. But I, I've tuned out by that point because you guys are usually like gone so tangential. Oh,
0: yeah, oh yeah. that's where we do. We are not renowned for our attention spans. I'm surprised I've been able to remain dialed in. This well, long.
1: we did have issues with that anyway.
0: That's true. All right. (laughs) Until next week, stay angry and thanks again, Brandy.